Man, we're coming in hot. I feel like after the last few episodes. How don't, so? Don't you feel that oh, way? Just like really, you yeah. know, knocking these pods out of the park. I just feel. I feel the last one on the Rapture was one of my favorite ones we've done. I, was, I've listened. I actually listened to the whole thing multiple times. Yeah, it was really interesting. Right. And to be clear, I don't know if we were clear in the podcast. I think that David was saying that he doesn't think that there's a rapture in the sense of like pre-tribulation. Yeah. But right. like post-tribulation, at some point, Christ comes back, and like if you're still alive, then you wouldn't have a physical death, right? That that yeah, that's the term "caught up in the clouds" is such an. It's like we are caught up with him. I don't really know what be, that means. I know I've read a lot about it too because it can be like snatched to you, right? So it could be like a like a yeah. I'm not really sure. I just know that the way it, the way it's taught was taught to you and I growing up. I don't adhere to yeah where I'm sitting right now, but I don't. Th- I'm not. I don't believe that. Like I fully know. Yeah. Which I think is okay. Yeah. I think it's that's just fine. I think it's just interesting that it's actually a pretty controversial topic and that a lot of Christians don't think that the Bible means that before the tribulation there will be a trumpet and a, sh- and a shout and the Christians will be raptured in right. the sense of like the way that like the Left Behind series or a lot of other popular shows have kind of played off of. Mhm. That idea where people will disappear and vanish and totally yeah. Um, something else that I wanted to because our friend David shared the podcast on his shared the, that episode on his Facebook, and I was reading the comments, and my friend Kate slash Catherine mm-hmm. left a comment, and she basically said that she listens to the podcast all the time now because she's obsessed with you and your voice. I know it's so nice. It is nice. I don't know why. I don't you know have a great podcast is. voice. You carry the pod. Everybody knows it. I don't think that's true. You carry the pod. But a few people have, like maybe two or three people have Multiple said- Multiple people have said it. That my voice sounds so good on a podcast and I'm just lucky. There's nothing I'm doing. Right. It's just one of those lucky, one of those lucky things. And I, it, I think as your co-host, as your co-pilot here, I think that I really need to work on my inflection in my game because I feel like you're, you're succinct. And you are, your arpeggio is great. I do work on my <laughs> arpeggios. So I'm going to really turn on my pre, um, my Adam, my pre-millennial Adam, my evangelical Adam radio voice when I worked at the Southern Christian radio station. And I might add that into my, just to try to keep up. I don't think that's going to help. Because right now the shadow is so big. I'm trying to like poke my way out of it. It is and I just can't. The radio personality is so different than the podcast personality. I feel like podcasts, oh my word, they can just be so many things, right? Right. But they're akin more to like talk radio. Yeah. Than just like the radio stations that you listen to with music where it's like, Well, yeah. When I did radio, I would have to be like, I was coached on my session on my breaks right like, it's like you that would, round you'd have like, to be like and say good yes. afternoon right. yeah 96.7 flr like yeah. you had to it was just very much it wasn't like, like 96.7 flr no <laughs> but i would say 96 <laughs> look to heaven flr oh wow <laughs> anyway um brownie points Brown for sure are. for sure so beth what are we drinking today Okay, so when we went to Leon and Son, Phil hooked us up with some newbies that we had not had. And of course, these French wines I cannot pronounce at all. I don't even want to try. Chantrelle? Chantrelle? I don't know. Um, and... I think it's Chantrelle. Yeah. I sh- Flor- Flore la... Madonna. <laughs> you just switched to Italian. <laughs> Florea la la Madonna. Regardless, we're just a couple of upper mid upper Midwest people. What do you want? Sean Truel. Right. Fleury. Oh, I know. La it's, Madone. A, it's not like that Josh wine I get in the in the end markets. Where's the one with the little d- 
duck that's always at the top. <laughs> Do you have any of that has that little cute little mallard duck on it? <laughs> Ma'am, that's not a real duck. It's a decoy. What's the one? What's the it's woman's name? It's a decoy. Name? And we have a lot of problems with that wine because do you know that people use decoys to lure real ducks in right. so they can kill them. So sure, if you want to drink the wine that supports this notion that hunting is okay, by all means, I could direct you to that bottle. Mm, that sounds good. I think I'll have that. <laughs> the wine is also a decoy for good wine. Oh, so, I think that's why it's called. That's why it's called. Shots. Where's the Kim? Where's the Kim Crawford? Shots be fired. Do you have any Kim Crawford in the house? Anyway, um, Kim C is what I like to say for that. Okay, Duh. obviously anyway. somebody doesn't drink that much Kim Crawford if they have to spell it out. Hey man, I used to be a big Costco wine. I'm frequenter. a big. I'm a big Kim C fan. Not really, but. If somebody brings it, I'm like, sure. Right, right. If you're pouring, and don't skip saying, my glass. We're not saying don't get decoy or kimchi. We're just saying don't bring it to our house. Yeah. I think that is what we're saying. Yeah. Sounds pretty much like what we're saying. <laughs> How's the wine, Beth? Just kidding. Bring any wine you want. Yeah, bring anything you bring want. Bring anything. Except for Gato Negro. <laughs> I lie. I lie. Bring anything. It's good. It it has that real French wine, like... Mm-hmm. kind of earthy and yep i don't know i never know how to describe this it makes me think of like clay or like muddy imagine sticking your face in a big thing of mud with earthworms and with floral tones underneath it but ju- but, but great. good fermented. But, a, but really good fermented wine mud <laughs> that doesn't taste like mud at all but tastes like delicious wine and there's no worms Mm-mm. so no dirt clumps we're a big fit i would give this one a i would give this one a ha- <clears throat> the, the check mark of the happily opinionated podcast i really yeah. would i think i th- I say like earthy and muddy and clay in the same sense that you would say that about vegetables or whatever. Like right. potatoes are earthy. I don't know how to. They're I don't like know. it's, it's like not a like it has root a pota- dirt, a, root, a good root wine, a good root vegetable. Yeah. Um, I just I don't know. There's this one flavor profile that I get from certain wines, and I do not have a word for it. That's the best. It's like that's the best thing. I am like it reminds me of like clay, and I don't know. That's it. But it's not the right word. Help. I need help. Well, I need help learning how maybe, to describe wines. Maybe now that you've got your COVID vaccine, you'll be able to remember the words because it's going to change your mind, change your DNA, and give you all the memory back that you true. don't have. How's that for a segue Aren't into I our topic today? Going to be downloaded with like everything that Bill Gates knows, be downloaded into my That would be great. I would love that. Um, so today, I want to talk about vaccines, specifically as it relates to this vaccine for COVID and Kind of piggybacking off last week, the number one block of people that aren't going to get it as of right now are evangelicals. Evangelicals, <sighs> specifically white evangelical males, shockingly enough. But um, and I want to—is it just like a following of Trump? It's tr- Trump's a big part of it. That's when the sh- a big. But Trump got the vaccine. I know he got it in secret in January in the in the Oval Office or in the White House. In secret, it came out a couple months later. He didn't want to do it in per- in, in front of, any- of anybody. Yeah. Um, okay. So conversations I started having, I mean, there are people in our, in everybody's lives that are anti-vax. They've been anti-vax for a couple of years, like several years now when the movement really started, I would say via YouTube um, in the 2010s. And, um, but there's people that we know that aren't anti-vax historically that are not getting the shot. Mm-hmm. And so that started to get me thinking about it. Um, and this would start to come up when we knew we were gonna have a vaccine in like September, October, November. We know we'd have it soon. Mm-hmm. This conversation started coming up with people that I know, people that you know. Yeah. And the conversation was, well, I'm just gonna wait for the next. The, I'm gonna give them some a few years to work on it, and then I'm going to maybe I'll think about getting it then. Right. But when you have a vaccine at the like, time, because under the idea of this vaccine has been rushed to right, market, exactly. So, Probably the medical industry skipped safety measures in theory in order to produce this, and it's going to be harmful. I bet I'm betting right, which it's going to be harmful. That is true. It's the fastest vaccine to ever hit, um, to ever hit the market for right. sure. But right. it's also the first time that the government ha- and governments around the world have thrown all the money they like tons and tons and tons of money at the one thing. Yeah. So that's also something that we don't hear when people say it's just happened too fast. Um, you know, like what's not heard of is the fact that like so much money was poured into this project right. and you were some of the smartest minds in the world to work on. And it's all they had to work on. Mm-hmm. So that's, 
that came up and then also you'd hear things like well though it was though it, the CDC did it did have to go through steps to be it had to go through certain steps to be approved by the Food and Health Administration it just had to happen like they had to do a 3 month mm-hmm. test mm-hmm. they had to show their results from a from clinical trials with placebos and non and and the vaccine and it had to get approved that way it wasn't like someone was like we've got this thing let's just start doing it it yeah. still had to go through some checks and balances mm-hmm. But people still said, I don't trust it for whatever reason. I just mm-hmm. don't trust that. Um, so what came in my mind and some articles came out and some I watched some interviews of Christians, mostly Christians. We're going to talk mostly about them. But this also goes to people that don't really believe in that, but also aren't getting the vaccine for whatever reason. Kind of talking through um, what we know about it now. And basically what why evangelicals specifically aren't getting it or okay. why Christians aren't getting it. And then we can just talk about it. Great. So what we know right now, the best place to go to figure out the vaccine started being rolled out in December. It's been four months, but the the best place to look, I think, is Israel because they were able to vaccinate at this point well over half their country with wow. the Pfizer vaccine. Wow. And what they found in Israel, it's bonkers. Um, 97% are against symptomatic COVID cases and hospitalizations and deaths. Wait, wait, people. Sorry, sorry. P- people who have got the vaccine. Uh huh. It's mi- it's minimized the hospitalization deaths by ninety seven percent. Okay. Um, ninety four percent against asymptomatic cases. So people that have you know have no symptoms, but test positive for COVID if they were exposed or whatever. Okay. Um. Also, something that's very interesting is there's um I, I shared a GIF on my Facebook today or a GIF. I still can't figure. It's a it. GIF. This should, it's a GIF. Good. Thank you. Um, about you can see people you could see as they vaccine certain populations in real time mm-hmm. and where the what happens to their case counts and they all plummet mm-hmm. the more certain age group gets vaccinated their covid case count completely like just it's it correlates with the first dose and the second dose mm-hmm. and it completely drops mm-hmm. um, they're also at their lowest numbers they've been at as of today uh, back to last june when a lot of com- a lot of countries had the huge israel is yeah Okay. They're at the lowest numbers. If you read some of the, the threads on these news articles that come out on Twitter or on news sites that allow comments, people say, well, yeah, but you know, after a, this is after a big wave, and so this is what happened last time. But the big difference is Israel's economy is fully open. Like, yeah. There's not a shutdown. There's not a lockdown. They're fully open, and they're, and they're literally crushing COVID because of a vaccine. Okay, so hold on. I just want to make sure I have this right. Go back through these numbers with me one more time. So how much of their country has been vaccinated? Um, as of right now, like around 60%. Okay. And 70% is what you need for herd immunity? I'm not sure. I didn't get into that far, far I think into it, it. I think it is. Well, at least that's what I read in an article that our governor just said. She's trying to get to 70%. Right now, I think Michigan is at 25% yeah. vaccinated. Mm-hmm. She's trying to get to 70% for herd immunity. Okay. Okay. So I think that's what it is. Okay. Now tell me again. 54.3% is fully vaccinated. Okay. 54. And they're starting to see a lot of numbers, a lot of decrease in positive COVID cases. Okay. Tell me the other numbers again, because I didn't quite understand this. So of the people vaccinated, 97%, it was effective 97% of the time with people vaccinated against serious COVID illness and hospitalization and deaths. Okay, so three percent of the population of or of vaccinated people. Vaccinated still, people. So after two full mm-hmm. shots, still got COVID. Yep. And got really sick or died. Or had just had to go to the hospital. Yeah, or potentially died. Okay. I don't have the the the, the data into that. Okay. Um, and then. Of that same population, ninety it was ninety four percent effective against asymptomatic cases. Okay, so six percent. So is that? Which is hard to know because people could be asymptomatic and have COVID and not know it. You know what I mean? Well, unless they did like a test group where they tested like a thousand people or something sure. or followed a thousand people. I guess like what I'm wondering is then is that six percent? including the three percent or is that six additional percent so then actually it's like 91 percent i don't know 
it's interesting too because I just read an article the other day and the effective rate was much higher than that. Like hospitalizations and 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 or death was like under one percent. Yeah. Um. Like it was ninety nine percent or ninety seven percent effective just of getting it, and then like, um, like a COVID positive person fell into every category. You could be asymptomatic, you could be hospitalized, or you mm-hmm. could die. Was like in that three percent, but hospitalizations and death were even lower. So this is going to be interesting to keep an eye on this as this rolls out, and I'm kind of curious, like, what more data is going to show. Well, from the from the they had a big uh, they had a big covid spike in january mm-hmm. from that spike they've had 96 percent fewer cases 90 percent fewer daily critically ill mm-hmm. and 85 percent fewer deaths okay than that moment um their weekly average is at 327 cases a week yeah michigan alone is like it's nine thousand like a day nine thousand a day um which is italy smaller than michigan bigger israel. than michigan or sorry israel i keep thinking italy because of Italy was the one who had the huge, like terrible, terrible problem. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, Israel. Something else to, that's in, that something else is interesting is that the so the the you know age sixty plus is who Israel vaccinated first. Mm-hmm. They are down forty percent in cases in the same time frame, mm-hmm. um, and the age zero to fifty nine percent was only down because because the argument was well they're at a spike so it's going to come down when there's a spike because people are more careful they come. Mm-hmm. The zero to fifty nine range is only down nineteen um, percent, so it's just clear evidence that the vaccine does yeah, work. Yeah, in um, the same amount of time, same amount the of people time. who were unvaccinated did not see their case count go down at the same rate. Exactly. Right. The other thing, the other thing, to, the other important thing is that they started with sixty years and old or older. Um, Israel did first to vaccinate, and then the past in the past three weeks. Mm-hmm. They've had 41% less cases in that age group, 31% less hospitalizations, and 24% less critically ill. So the whole point of this is that the only thing that's happened different between that group and the other group is the vaccine. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all that's happened. Right. Um, so it's, it's important to... It's important to... The reason I'm going through this data, and we have similar data here in the States, it's just not as... It's not as longer. It's not as... Uh, I don't know what's the right word. It's not as aged data it's yeah not, it hasn't been studies but for as long the argument that i would hear a lot is well i just don't trust it but this is clear evidence there's people aren't dying in mass because of the vaccine people aren't even getting sick because of the, people are getting you know you get sick some people get sick after they have their second dose but then they're fine they're not being hospitalized from the vaccine mm-hmm. um and the the common theme though is like i just don't trust it mm-hmm. even the other day even like three days ago someone on instagram was saying like um, this is an experimental vaccine. I'm not going to get it mm-hmm. when the experiment phase <laughs> happened when they were experimenting with it right. in, in those clinical trials. Right. Um, so that I'm going through this data because we have, we can also see it in pockets here in the States. Like we have this huge, we're getting crushed right now in Michigan hospitals. They're mm-hmm. all younger people. Mm-hmm. There's like nobody in the hospitals over 70 years old mm-hmm. because they're all vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's people our age. Right. Who haven't got the vaccine Like a 42-year-old nurse died the other day. You know? Uh, So sad. But she should have been vaccinated. Did she not get vaccinated? Or we don't know. I don't know. She had it. She fought it for a month. So maybe she didn't get it yet or something. But the other interesting thing is that... Well, like frontline workers had access to it a a while ago. But like... And this is the other interesting thing that I won't get into this, but it's very interesting. In countries like Italy... Um, a lot of their frontline workers aren't getting the vaccine and yeah. they're getting sick at a higher rate than patients are. Oh, wow. Because they're around it all the time. Yeah. Their exposure levels they're are not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know, we know people in healthcare that aren't getting the vaccine. Yep. So, um, so my whole point here is like, you could, I, I understand if in October, September, you're like, I'm weary. I don't trust this thing. I don't know. This is kind of weird to this vaccine that was a year ago we didn't have now we have it i'm getting it but we have enough data if you read if you read these charts you know you can see that if you get the vaccine the likelihood of you getting covid go down dramatically the likelihood that you're going to the hospital go down incredibly and the the odds that you die are like astronomically low yeah astronomically though and the the idea that you get somebody else sick like they're not seeing transmission between vaccinated people mm-hmm. it's happened but they're not seeing it like mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. you're not seeing a ton of it 
So then the next question is, okay, if we know that it's safe, why aren't, why aren't people doing it? Mm-hmm. 41%, 40, or sorry, of evangelicals, mm-hmm. that, there are 41 million of them in the United States. Mm-hmm. 45% say they're not getting it. Like, say, in a Pew Research poll conducted a few weeks ago said, we are not getting this vaccine. Mm-hmm. That's 21 million people. And of those people, how many would normally get a flu shot every year? I know. I mean, the people that I know that aren't getting it, uh, that are doing, that are evangelicals are not getting it. The majority of them have gotten vaccines their whole life and gave them to their kids. Mm -hmm. But this vaccine, for some reason, they're not doing. Right. This is much bigger than just the anti-vax community. Right. Right. So why? And I know anti-vaxxers that are, that have gotten it. Right. Because they say, well, this is different. This is like a plague situation and I can get this vaccine because it's this is all over the place. But measles, we don't see. I'm not getting that. Or, you know, yeah, chicken yeah, pox yeah. isn't going to kill me. I'm not going to get I'm it. I'm like, actually, like, OK, I totally respect that. Like, you know, I, I want everybody to get vaccines because the same thing is applicable. Like we depend on each other. Right. To keep these illnesses at bay, just like we're doing with COVID. So, yes, there is a, a certain number of people who don't have to get the polio vaccine because the rest of us are doing it. Right. That's true. But, you know, there is a certain level of like selfishness in that. If you think, would I rather, if it were a, like, if it were close to me, like COVID is, would I rather have my child get polio or have the vaccine. Right. But a lot of people don't have to make that choice because it's not close to them. A hundred percent. And so, you know, that's, I guess, a little hard for me because it, part of me feels like the only reason it's not close to you is because the rest of us are making that choice. It's, that's a hundred percent true. And the thing with me, you're more generous than I am. The thing with me about it is that it's like this, I saw this image, this meme on the interwebs that was like this person is sitting at a computer, this cartoon character, and he turns around yelling for his wife and he goes, honey, come check out this thing that I found that, you know, the entire medical community with years and years of education missed. Like, <laughs> that, like, and I, and it sounds harsh and rude, but it's like, it's so, it there, seems true. <laughs> there are, you know, we've gotten in conversations with people where they're, we're having, we have in-depth vaccine before this all happened. We, Beth and I would still have conversations with people who are anti-vaxxers and we would point to diseases that were eradicated because of the vaccine, uh, because of a vaccine, like, complete, like completely wiped out. And the logic around why that wasn't true or what was going on wasn't based in reality. Right. It's well, this one doctor who used to be a doctor now is still a doctor, but doesn't believe in vaccines. And she says this. Right. Versus the rest of the medical community. Or it just happened to be the case that. The second that the polio vaccine came out, the polio vaccine was already being er- eradicated and universities have worked with big pharma to make this happen and they're all getting paid and we there's this whole thing going on that we don't know about. Yeah, I've seen that actually about, that's interesting because I've seen people cite that argument though for all of the diseases that have like significantly improved. We've only eradicated like one disease, right? Right. Um, which I can't, even, is, is it smallpox? I can't even remember which one, but there's only one that we've actually eradicated. Um, the rest, we just kind of keep at bay. But, but it is important to remember that there's a huge level of privilege in the United States and a lot of underserved countries that don't have access to vaccines like we do, where your doctor's like, hey, show up at Two weeks, four weeks, two months, four months, six right. months, and we will keep your baby vaccinated right on time. Right. You know, like it's all figured out for you and there are enough vaccines for everybody that wants them. That doesn't happen everywhere. So I think like that's an important part of this conversation mm-hmm. is that the diseases that we're saying like you have the privilege to choose not to get this vaccine because you have herd immunity here in the United States. A lot of people would love to get their hands on that vaccine that you don't want mm-hmm. because there's not herd immunity everywhere for a lot of these diseases like measles and things like that or ebola or whatever countries are still dealing with these right and we aren't and and that's like significant privilege that's another big issue around 
vaccines is I don't even think we know how privileged we are to be able to refuse this medicine. Right. A hundred percent. But I've heard that argument too. What That's what I was going to say is that I've heard that argument. All of these diseases that we have vaccines for happen to go away for a different reason. Right. And I think what plays into it too, and is this, there's like a sinister underweb going on. There is deceit to make money happening with mm-hmm. the big pharma and universities and the medical community mm-hmm. that's keeping us all in the dark. And, you know, there's a small sect of people that are becoming wealthy, wealthy, wealthy because and injecting us with chemicals. Right. Or aborted babies. Can I tell you a funny meme that I saw? Please. I love funny memes. It was like this person is like, I am not going to get the COVID vaccine because I don't know what's in it. And I'm not going to allow somebody to put something dangerous and harmful into my body. And then they get in their car and drive to McDonald's to order food. hundred <laughs> percent. And it's like we we choose to put like terrible things in our bodies all the time. Right. Just by the things that we like consume and eat. It's right. full of terrible stuff that should not go into your body. hundred percent. Like, don't tell me that that's the reason. Right. Unless you're going to like read every label before you eat something. Right. A hundred percent. It's. Also, as far as like diseases being eradicated if you're going to cite sources that show all these old diseases that we've been vaccinating for people for for a long time in our lifetime chicken pox has all but gone away right in america i had chicken pox as a kid i had chicken pox as a kid yep. my kids will never have it uh, they were vaccinated yeah People we know that have kids that aren't vaccinated got chicken pox. Well, they have to they have to work hard to so if you are gonna choose not to get the vaccine, you have to work hard to find somebody infected with chicken pox so your kids can get it from them because kids handle chicken pox fine, but it is really dangerous for adults. Yeah. And it is one of those things that usually you just get it once in your life and then I wonder why it's called chicken pox. Is it does it come from chickens? No, I think it's like looks like a chicken pecked you. Oh, probably. I don't really know. I kind of wish it came from chickens. Maybe it did. Maybe like every it time does. you eat a chicken, or you're maybe like, it was like a disease that food chain. Bro. Maybe it was like a disease that chickens got. I can't. It's no big deal. It's neither here nor there. As Beth starts to Google, why is it called I'm chicken like, pox? It is here and it's there. We'll be looking it up. So, um, so it's okay. So we we know that there is this community of people that don't believe in vaccines we know there's this community of people that previously did believe in vaccines but now don't or now don't believe this one or now don't trust it the only line i can really draw between those is a a distrust of science right Mm -hmm. um i don't believe this because i believe in a higher power than science and also covid specifically was really politicized yeah, and I was going to say, people, I, I think this might be more politics. Well, people that believed, if you believed in COVID in the beginning, if you thought this was serious, you were labeled as a liberal or someone on the left. If you thought this was no big deal and this this whole shutdown was for nothing. And there are still people today after almost 600,000 deaths that don't think COVID is a big deal. Yeah. You're uh, on the right. Right. And so to get a vaccine for a disease that you don't think is that big of a deal. Mm-hmm is is now starting to be like a badge of honor and to see somebody get the vaccine and not get it you're like see they're on the left and i'm not this Mm -hmm. is what these are my principles these are my beliefs right nobody can tell me what to do with my body right um at this point for a lot of people they're feeling pressured right and like they're trying to be shamed into getting it which i actually totally get i'm having my own like I'm trying to navigate that because I don't want people to feel that way. Like. Yeah. I kind of don't agree with you on that one. I just don't think that works. I I don't think it works either. But I'm just what my point is, is like we know if we we have this miracle, this it's a scientific. It's not a miracle. It's like a science. We have this scientific breakthrough that allows us to if everybody did this thing, Mm -hmm. we'd be done. Be over. Mm -hmm. Done. We could get back to normal in 60 days. Mm-hmm. Like full no, like concerts, restaurants, and not have to worry about it. Right, but it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen is there's going to be if there's 20 million Christians on top of the other people that aren't going to get it. So let's say that there's, let's say of the 360 million people in our country, 50 million don't get the vaccine. 
that's I think that's generous. Let's say 60, 85 million don't get the vaccine. Then variants are going to pop up with all those unvaccinated people because they're right. all going to still get COVID. Mm-hmm. Variants will come up mm-hmm. and then there might be a time where we all have to do this again because there's a variant that this vaccine wasn't built for mm-hmm. and we have to go right back into lockdown mm-hmm. and start over. That could right. uh, that and could realistically so far, happen. So far, the variants are worse. Yes. No variant. COVID hasn't taught itself to be less dangerous <laughs> with its variants. There's a hockey team, a Vancouver Canucks, an NHL team. The Brazilian variant, which has been killing, they are having insane cases still, and they're having insane, and their leader is like a lot like our former president who just didn't take it as a big deal, didn't wear masks, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That variant is popping in British Columbia big time, and an NHL team, the Vancouver Canucks, it got to them. Mm-hmm. They had 18 players of like 21 players get it, and mm-hmm. like five or six were, like, they had doctors going to their home every day, and they were on IVs, and they were in really bad shape. Yeah. And they're professional athletes. Right. So, and it's horrible. So, um, so basically there's a, I, in the, in the reading I did about this, there are three or four things that I think are going on here. One, this disconnect between like this disbelief in science that Mm -hmm. people of faith sometimes have Mm -hmm. as if to say like, you know, like there's a a large population of Christians believe the earth is 6,000 years old, Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, rocks that we know are millions and years old they'll say well that's just how they're meant to look god made them look like that they're that old but we need to have faith that they're only you know four thousand years old mm-hmm. um there's a distrust between, like if something happens um how do i say this i i do as a christian i do believe that god can heal people i believe that stuff can happen but i also think that he's given us tools and given us the ability to have breakthroughs that can yeah. save people too but uh, what I, I was raised to believe that if something happens it's God doing the work. It's not the result of science or the result of this, this process that humans, d- given, I think, talent by God, were able to develop. Mm-hmm. So it was, you would discredit the science and give all the credit to God, which they, I think they can both have credit. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's also, so, so that's a big part of it, I think, this science versus faith okay. mentality. Um, another reason is like abortion and here's why. So there's a, if you, if you Google can, should a Christian get the vaccine within like five seconds, you're going to see no, because they use aborted babies to make vaccines. Mm-hmm. And that's like, end all be all, you should not get it. The reality is that, and this is, I'm, t- I'm getting this from influencemagazine.com. The initial laboratory safety testing of the Moderna vaccine and the Pfizer vaccine um, researchers used a fetal cell line known as the human embryonic kidney 293 cells. This fetal cell line was originally generated in 1973 by researchers in the Netherlands from tissue from an aborted healthy female fetus. Mm-hmm. The abortion was not performed with the intent of having, of harvesting tissue for research. Mm-hmm. The Johnson and Johnson vaccine uses a fetal cell line PER.3C6 to produce and manufacture the vaccine. The PER. C6 cell line was developed from a retinal cells from an 18 week old fetus aborted in 1985. The cell line is required to produce a vaccine with the correct immunological characteristics. Mm-hmm. Neither of these cell, n- none of the cells from the aborted babies are the actual cells they use. They are just gen- modified genetic cells that come down a line from those time periods. So the, they're not actual at this point, they're not actual human cells. Mm-hmm. They're developed from human cells from aborted babies 50 years ago and 35 years ago. Right. And the other thing to note is that there, this same process is in the other vaccines we get to like, like to go on a missions trip in Africa, you have to get a series of vaccines. Mm-hmm. The same kind of science is used. Yeah. So if you feel really adamantly about this in that way, which I understand, like a baby was aborted 50 years ago and they're using, they're still able to use one baby cells and they have done all this development of those cells mm-hmm. and the cells that they have now are not even actual like from an actual human they're just been derived from the dna but that's how vaccines are that's how they make sure that that they work and so like some christians have said one death like it, it's unfortunate baby died but also look at all these lives are being saved because of vaccines Mm-hmm. Others say now that like because people are doing more research into how vaccines are made now that people are like, nope, this is another reason I'm not doing it because it's because of abortion. Mm-hmm. 
Any thoughts on that? Um, I mean, it's interesting. I personally am not going to, I knew the same science as you. I'm not going to tie vaccines that we use today to abortion, even though at some point you can go back in time and say scientists use the cells from an aborted fetus to create more cells to use as tests for vaccines. Right. I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to link those because we could do that in a lot of ways. Honestly, like we can go back in time and figure out medical cures that we have found and created in heinous and gruesome ways. Right. For instance, I think last year for Black History Month, I did a podcast on some of the crimes that have been perpetrated against black people mm-hmm. in America. And the father of gynecology used black women <clears throat> without their consent or pain medication to experiment on. I remember that. Yep. And he, we know a lot of what we know about gynecology today because of that. Right. Are you going to stop having pap smears? Will you stop doing like your gynecological care? Right. Because of that. I don't think you will. I'm not going to stop either. Do I wish that wasn't real? Yes. So I think my point is you can't be choosy about this kind of stuff, right? Right. If you're going to receive any medical aid, are you prepared to go back in time and figure out if there was any crime against a human being Mm -hmm. in order to get the science that we have? Right. Because there probably was. Right. Right. That's the scary thing about some of our modern medicine to know the leeway that we had against other people and how we misused them Mm -hmm. in the name of science, like what we did to like the, you know, insane, what we did to, you know, I'm using quotes, insane people. We used to call people insane and we would do in all kinds of experiments. They had no choice. Their consent wasn't deemed necessary and they could do anything they wanted to these people and nobody knew because nobody was there right. to see it happening. So unless you're going, and, and that's a lot of where now the advancements that we have in like psychology and therapy have come from some of those procedures that we did to, you know, people who are quote unquote insane. And they did use those people for other medical procedures too, not just 100%. having to do with yep. psychology. Anyway, so that's that's my point on that. And also, like we also do this with cancer. We stole cells from a black woman when she had cancer. She was not asked. The doctor took them because he had been doing it for a very long time, trying to reproduce, get cells that could reproduce. He was trying to figure out how to do it. Kept failing, kept failing. And Henrietta Lacks is the woman that he stole them from. Hers reproduced for some reason And we still test cancer drugs on her cells that they have reproduced into billions and billions and billions of cells. Like I couldn't even tell you how many. And she was never asked if she would donate part of her body to cancer research. It was just taken from her. And her family didn't get anything for all that research that has been done. The fact you just just pulled that out of the old memory banks. Well, I read the book. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I, Adam's laughing because I pandered to our fake audience She did She looked at the audience and did the little like, cute head bob thing she does Yeah um, Okay so I, I need to be clear on a few things First If you're a Christian or you're anybody that doesn't want to get the vaccine And you said I don't trust it because it's happened so fast I started the podcast by saying There's data that disproves The idea that this isn't safe yes. Or effective Right. So that's just concrete data You can't Nothing you can say. And even if you're worried about the speed at which it was created, the trials were the same amount of time. Right. So whether a vaccine takes one month or 10 years to come to market, 
what really decides if you will get it or not is how it is performed. It's how it interacts with a human body. And the trials were the same. Right. So exactly. it doesn't matter how long it took to make. It matters how long they tested it on people, right. which they did for the normal standard amount of time. A great analogy would be if we're making like the if we're making the world's fastest or let me say this, the world's uh, most efficient electrical vehicle that can go the longest and go the farthest. As we as cars evolve, you see it takes years and years for a car to go from like what a car was in the 90s to what it is today. Right. Mm -hmm, Technology mm -hmm. time. Imagine taking all that and having a government throw billions of dollars at one vehicle. How fast could we make the best like a vehicle that would probably blow our minds a year? We could do it in a year if you had enough people working on it. You're right. And I think the other but just from a but people still are distrusting of the government. Sure. I think. um from the political standpoint, like Operation Warp Speed, you know, yeah. if you are on the conservative platform, like your president did throw a lot of money at a vaccine. He wanted that to happen. Right. Although he wanted one of his companies to do it faster than Pfizer did. But not the point. He's gone. Neither here nor there. Um, But what I was going to say is if you're distrusting of the government's involvement, which I think a lot of people are, and that's fine. I think it's important to remember that. No medical company that produces a vaccine is incentivized to put something on the market that will harm people, especially when the whole world is watching. Sure. So the companies themselves were and are motivated to get this right. They don't want that kind of press. Right. Pfizer doesn't want to roll out a vaccine that kills two out of every 100 people that get it. Right. Or has causes some sort of genetic problem later in life or whatever right um the so there, there's that and then i think to the the piece about abortion we just talked about right and the other thing that i'll say on this is that the abortion thing wasn't a big deal for most christians because most christians and evangelicals got most evangelicals i'm gonna say got the vac got vaccines their whole life gave their kids vaccines you mm-hmm. and i had vaccines mm-hmm. like that's just that is something that has just come up lately or like the idea should a christian i've seen this all over youtube and all over the internet should Christians be vaccinated with this vaccine? Biblically, what does it say? That's not a question we were asking 20 years ago. Right. It was not a question we were asking. Right. Um, the other thing I wanted to say before we move on to this last point was like the numbers are interesting. Like Protestants, 36 will not get it. Um, 36%. Yep. 62 will. White evangelicals, 45% won't get it. White non-evangelical, 27% won't get it. Black Protestant, 33% won't get it. Okay. Historically, the black population has been more skeptical of vaccines, partially because they have been at, haven't had access to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting to see that flip has happened. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's interesting, you look at Boulder, Colorado, was like the most anti-vax community mm-hmm. up until like five years ago. And now, and Mississippi is like the most vaccinated community. Okay. Now, if you look at the, if you look at COVID vaccination stats, Boulder is like 98% getting the vaccine. Okay. Mississippi, 24% say they want the vaccine. Because it's a political act yes. thing now. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that, isn't it's that so mind blowing? Blow your mind. Yeah, it does. Um, it, it makes my mind bend in Catholics terrible, are, painful ways. Catholics are 22% not getting it and unaffiliated are 28% for just going against like white people not getting it. Um, so... Okay, so the other the other point that I want I thought I think is relevant here is, and we I would be remiss if I didn't say it. What we just talked about the last week, rapture and QAnon, that mm-hmm. same mentality permeates this conversation we're having now too. It's a lack of trust with the government, and it's also a belief that I don't have to get it because I I already know the end how the end works. Mm-hmm. I already know that God wins in the end, mm-hmm. and if I'm meant to be here, I'm meant to be here. If I'm not, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um. I took this from a, a website, which I'll link below or on, in our show notes. Um, white evangelicals have a willingness to believe in other unseen intentional forces and an attraction to, to, I can't read this word, Manichaean, it's not Machiavellian, it's Manichaean narratives, otherwise known as good versus evil worldview, according to researchers at the University of Chicago. So they'll, so because they're more, evangelicals are more prone to this like external forces. I don't trust the government. I also believe 
I have a really strong faith in God's going to take care of me. I don't need this vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, many high-profile conservative pastors, though, and institutional leaders have endorsed vaccines. Franklin Graham has told 9.6 million Facebook followers that Jesus would advocate vaccination. Now, I don't trust, I don't trust anything Frank, Franklin Graham says. I don't believe, I don't think he's a good, good actor, but he's right there. He is right there. Um, Gene Bailey, the host of a prophecy-focused talk show on the Victory Channel, warned his audience in March that the government and global elites would use bayonets and prisons to force a needle into your arm. Dr. Simone Gold, a prominent COVID-19 skeptic who was charged with violent entry and disorderly conduct in the January 6th Capitol siege, should we just call this person an insurrectionist, told told an evangelical congregation in Florida, so this person was given access to a congregation, that they were in Florida, Florida, of course, because that's Florida, were in danger of being coerced into taking an experimental, that's where we see the word experimental all over the internet, biological agent. So I watched um, and I want to I want to play this clip for you because I think it's really it's 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 a really important clip about the idea that the government government has no say over what I do is I think a Mm -hmm. lot of evangelicals worldview Mm -hmm. as it comes to this. And it's interesting this um, uh, PB PBS was interviewing the the head pastor of the Southern Baptist Convention about this who is pro vaccine. Mm hmm. And they play a clip from a evangelical Christian why he's not getting it. Mm-hmm. And here's his response. My real hesitancy, though, is I just don't really want to see the government or anybody force people to do something that those people feel like is not in their best interest. You know, so again, you know, if people are comfortable with it, I think the more the merrier. Uh, but it does seem like a logical decision to hold off, at least to me individually at this time. How typical is is that it was what he just had to say and how do you respond to it well i think we have to we have to make very clear the government isn't forcing uh people to get the vaccine instead uh this is something that's in not only our own best interest but also in that of our neighbors uh we have really good scientific uh, data uh, on the vaccines and i think some of the hesitancy that we saw in that clip may be overcome just as people start to see their neighbors being vaccinated uh, and to see the fact that this isn't scary. Uh, this is, in fact, something that's uh, that's helpful and, and helpful to protect the people who are the most vulnerable around us. So it's it's not just about protecting oneself. So, I mean, I, I have heard that as, as well. It is interesting that, like the pastor said, the government's not forcing... That's Russell Moore, by the way. I should have said that before. It's okay. Pat, Reverend Russell Moore. Reverend Russell Moore. Uh, the president of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. Okay. He said what's accurate. The government is not forcing people. It, Biden even said he has no plans to even, like, regulate vaccine passports or yep. anything like that, which was something people were worried about, like... Will our government say you have to have your vaccine passport to do certain things? And he said, no, like America is still the land of the free. Like a lot of our choices are made in regards to people being able to do what they want, even to the detriment of people around them sometimes. Yeah. I guess what I find interesting is that he's not going to get the vaccine because he doesn't think the government should force it, which the government is not doing so then I don't understand why he's not going to get it. Right. It doesn't make sense. I think the other thing, too, that this always rubs me the wrong way, and I have to say it because it makes me, the idea that, like, he doesn't want the government telling him what he can and can't do with his body drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. It drives me nuts. Right. And it's it goes back to the abortion conversation. I get it. And, it you know, it's a passionate conversation and I fully understand both sides of it, but you know, not getting the vaccine, you could get somebody sick like a kid right now that because you don't want to get this thing because you don't want the government telling you to get it because they're not telling you to get it, but you, you're for some reason you don't want to get it. You've been vaccinated your whole life. You vaccinated your kids. You don't want to get it for whatever reason and you could kill somebody mm-hmm. and and you're doing it under the, the guise of like, nobody should tell me what I can or can't do with my body, but you don't care about that when it comes to other topics. Right. Because that's politicized too, but it just drives me nuts. And 
it drives me nuts that, and you're more gracious than me in this, I think, um, and I have areas to grow, but it drives me nuts that we're going to deal with COVID for a really long time because forever, forever it's not going anywhere, but we're going to deal with worse than we would have if this happened, you know, I don't know, in a, in a less polarized, politicized time. Probably. And the group of people, the largest group of people that aren't getting it are the ones that are charged to love their neighbor as themselves and have charged and told people around them to do that. Mm-hmm. And you're not loving your neighbor well if you're going to put them at risk of a deadly disease. In my opinion, that's my right. happily opinion. Right. Is, is that's how I feel about it. And it's, I've got the vaccine. I've got both vaccines. I was fine. I still am fine. Right. Nothing happened to me. I have friends that got pretty sick, but they were fine 24 hours later. I, it's just... It's so politicized and it's the detriment of the, of people around us, our kids potentially. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get, you're going to get your friends that don't think this is um, an important vaccine either. You're going to get each other sick and you're mm-hmm. going to, and variants are going to pop up that can get the rest of us sick. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's my, I, I, so I wanted to go through like the whole thing and say like, this is new for a lot of Christians. It doesn't make any sense to me. And I tried to put, put together why it could make sense or what's kind of leading to these things. The, idea that it's not safe we debunk that the idea that these are aborted babies you debunk that um the idea that there's like this you know this uh, this mistrust of government but also an incredible trust in god just to take care of us individually we don't need to worry about these kinds of things we're not supposed to live in fear that's another thing that i read read a lot about and then the last piece was that the government's trying to make us do something or the government can tell us what to put in our bodies and we don't have to do that we shouldn't have to do that Mm-hmm. As a Christian, that's not what we're supposed to do. So, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. And I, I like it is everybody's choice. I get that. But this is such an easy choice. And it's such a in my mind, it's such a no brainer to love your neighbor. As this pastor said, mm-hmm. of the Southern Baptist Convention, which I don't even like at all, said, this is an easy way to love our neighbor. It's mm-hmm. a very easy. And he's 100 percent right. Right. Good. Good topic, honey. Thanks. Episode 62 in the books. Next week, 63. I'm very excited for next week. Yeah. And I hear there might be a, we might drop a bonus pod in between here and then. Who knows? Yeah, we might drop a bonus in a couple days. Stay tuned. You guys have earned it. I think we will. You've earned it. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Please get vaccinated. And if you don't want to get vaccinated, drop us a link and tell <laughs> comment on the podcast. Tell us why. If there's a reason that we didn't list that you're not getting vaccinated, yes. tell us that. Also, if you don't like this podcast because you don't because you don't want to get vaccinated, please give us five stars anyway. <laughs> Say, though I don't agree with their takes, I love the pod. Five stars. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.